eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome to the PowerCat Podcast, GoPowerCat.com's Kansas State Athletics Show. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, from the GPC Studios, here's your host, GoPowerCat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the PowerCat Questions Podcast, another edition. It's like it happens every week. It's the darndest thing. Tim Fitzgerald, Zach Carlson, and Ryan Gills Gilbert. That's your crew today. Dude's here. I think he just licked Gills. I think he just reached out and licked Gills, and Daphne might bark at something mysterious at any moment, although she's going to get some attention. You know who else deserves your attention? As Zach pets both dogs at once, it's a skill, the fridge wholesale liquor. It's like petting three dogs at once. It's that good, that enjoyable, so good for your soul. Get into the fridge every time you're in Manhattan, and if you're already in Manhattan, make sure the fridge is your hometown liquor store. The fridge wholesale liquor at the corner of this and that and the town in which we live. Ah, uh, guys, I'm tired. Gills, you're going to have to be really good today. You're going to you're going to have to kick ass in this thing, Zach. You're going to you probably will have to carry me. Hopefully, not literally. That's I, those stairs. I can't do that. I, I don't think I could, even if it was both of us. I, I'm tired, guys. I'm so tired. I'll pick up the slack as long as you promise to give us a Pac-12 rant deal. Oh, I. I, I well, the Pac-12 is not good at making deals, that. so never mind. I'll do it. I'll do it just for you and just for my soul. Uh, I hope everyone's keeping up on everything going on. Uh, the daily delivery is about that quite a bit right now. I'm just in the mood to rant about these things. But I would like to point out that in honor of Ryan Gilbert and our friends at uh, the place he works, today's art was looks like it was inspired by a certain taco restaurant. It can't be named on this one. Like a wrestling joint? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I was trying to grapple with the right words. Yeah. There we go. Here we go. It's your questions from Wild Bass Station. I, I, I'd stall some more, but who wants that? Nobody wants that. Gills, talk. 
First question comes from Man 8 What are the chances Keontae stays? He probably is not a first-round pick, and he has a lot of NIL opportunity with K-State or another school as much as that would sting. Zero. I don't. I, I think he's yeah. – he didn't come back and give up $5 million in an insurance policy to possibly play a second-year college basketball and blow a knee or, or have another heart issue or whatever. He's going to get paid. Folks – now, this is one of those situations where you look at a kid and you see how he plays. And I'll go back to Halliburton a few years ago at Iowa State. I didn't see him as an NBA guy, but the NBA people were like, oh, yeah, he is. And he is. Keontae's the same way. What the NBA sees runs counter to what college basketball fans see. They see a guy that kind of cruises and can shift it down a gear and still be really good and can shift it up a gear and be incredible, who just kind of moseys through and can go one-on-one. If you look at how he played games at Kansas State, often they looked more like an NBA player would play. Every possession wasn't urgent. And I'm, I'm these aren't all compliments about Keontae. I mean, I, I saw him at times just kind of shift down a couple gears and cruise through games. The Florida game, for one, that, that one really stood out at me. But you do that in the NBA. And he doesn't just disappear when he does that. He's just good. I mean, his low gear is good. When he gets going, he's really good. But the NBA sees that because you can't go breakneck like you do in college for 30 games in the NBA when it's 82 plus. His game translates to the NBA. Does he have things he needs to work on? Yes. He needs to be able to dribble better. Let's be blunt here. But there's a lot of NBA in his game. He's not coming back. He just hasn't filed yet for whatever reason. He will put his name in. And if he doesn't come back, if someone wants to give him like $10 million in the NIL, maybe he'd do it. But he can go overseas and get paid really well. It's going to be hard for the NIL to match overseas money, let alone NBA. Yeah, he's not coming back. No. And that was the expectation coming in for this year. Get Get what you need out of Kansas State. Prove that you are worthy to play in the NBA. Now, did he prove that or not? That's up for debate. But the one concern that I have with Johnson is he's what 24 like he's old and Mm -hmm. you know what you're getting when you draft Keontae Johnson right with a guy like Halliburton like you mentioned or some lottery pick who's 19 you can develop that guy in your NBA system you can get him in the gym give him those good habits give him those fundamentals and then he can be that superstar with with Keontae Johnson you kind of know what you're getting like I know he kind of took a couple years off with his heart condition and all that so maybe he still could get better but you know what you're getting with him so that's why I'm fearful that he may not get you know that first round draft pick or even drafted at all I think he's going to get a look by a number of teams absolutely but it's uh it's tough for Johnson he's not coming back I'm not trying to talk him into coming back or anything like that because he is gone but I don't love his draft stock right now at this moment yeah I mean being a 24 year old rookie is not ideal in a world you're playing up against 19 year old rookies you know one and done guys or guys that went to the g league for a year or you know whatever you know i don't think that time is on Keontae's side but i will say him not declaring at this point i'll give a slim chance he returns hmm. 
But the thing is, Keontae Johnson's not Just a so I can say I was right guy. and you guys were wrong. <laughs> You're playing devil's advocate, right? You're pulling a page <laughs> out of my book. But he's not a social media guy, is he? Like Marquise Noel, that's, you know, throughout the season, he was always on Twitter and stuff. And so he was very quick to come out with that NBA draft announcement as if we didn't know he was going to do that. But Keontae Johnson doesn't seem like he cares that much about his social media presence. And so maybe that's just why we haven't seen anything from him. Do guys, do guys that are essentially, I mean, yes, he could technically, you know, apply and come back. Technically. Yeah. But does, does a player that is clearly done with college need to declare for the draft? I've, I've thought that that's been a ridiculous trend lately of of football players. It's like, I'm, I'm declaring for the draft and it's like, you're out, you're out of eligibility. You are draft eligible. Congratulations. Your little social media graphic did nothing. It didn't change any situation. Your announcement was pointless. We know it's a weird trend. We know. So maybe, maybe Keontae is on my side saying, Hey, I don't need a graphic. You know, you know, I'm in. I'm out. Of, I can't play in college anymore. I think he technically has to put his name in, physically put it in, to, to be. Doesn't in. mean you have to put something on Twitter, though. Right. 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 Sure. Yeah. Any hope? Any hope of Keontae coming back? I would encourage you to look at his reaction in the locker room after the the FAU game, like when he's paused for like 15 seconds and like held in tears. You know. Yeah. You could tell that it was hitting him that his college career was over. I'll say this: There's a greater chance Naquan Tomlin doesn't come back than Keontae does. Sure. And and here's why I say it. I saw someone on on our message boards mention that they didn't think Naquan is an NBA guy. Like that is exactly what the NBA wants. They want a guy that has a huge upside to him, that has untapped potential. That's why they go draft an 18 year old from France that nobody's heard of, <laughs> because they want dibs on that guy when he starts to develop. And really become what he can be. Naquan's starting to develop. You can see what is there. He started to hit three-point shots a little bit more regularly at the end of the season. He started to show more one-on-one game later in the season at 6'9", 6'10". I'm actually afraid someone in the NBA is going to say, yeah, someone's going to take you in the second round because... They're going to park you in the D-League and do the two-way contract thing until you develop. But they want to have you because I think his upside is enormous. Maybe bigger than Keontae and, or Marquise and you know almost anyone that's come through the program since Michael Beasley. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm more worried about Naquan. I, I'm confident he'll come back, but you just never know what the NBA will say, tell to these kids. I think at this point in time, if they were to go up 1v1, Keontae Johnson would take him to school. Right. right? But in 10 years from now, right. I'd say Naquan Tomlin has a much higher ceiling than Keontae Johnson. Yeah. Five, even five years. Sure. Yep. sure. I agree. Because he's, what, three years younger? Four years younger? Well, he's only been playing organized basketball for sure, sure. three years. So It's incredible. It really is. Yeah. I, I think he'll, he'll have a bright future, but I, I'm confident he'll be back another year in Keontae. It was nice. The, you know, the thing I really was impressed about Keontae, and it was an NIL thing, so he did get paid. But, you know, after his eligibility is done at Kansas State, he's reading books to kids at an elementary school. And I thought, that's kind of cool because, you know, honestly, the, the one and dones get done with the season. They're like, I'm just done. I don't have to finish class. I'm not getting my degree. I'm playing basketball. And they're just out. So it was impressive to see him still involved in the community. Next question from Kat in Colorado. Let's speculate about the K-State football offense. Running backs and receivers as position groups both have great upside. 
both uh, both these positions collectively also have limited to no proven experience at Kansas State. Which group will be more successful in 2023? You always have a time when you don't have a track record on your players. In fact, that's probably more often than not. You know, you're going to have a player that steps into a, a role. I think we look at Giddens, we realize that this kid can play. I don't look at him as a downgrade from Deuce. I look at him as a, just a different weapon. I think what we're going to see between the two running backs is kind of not committee, but they'll both do their own thing. And I think they understand what they have with these two guys. Trishon Ward's a, you know, he's not Deuce either, even though he's smallish, um, electric, and can get into the open field. Uh, I'm not worried about running back. I'm not really worried about receiver. I'm I'm going to say it. There was a lot of times when a certain receiver wasn't running the right route or wasn't running at 100%, wasn't ready for the ball, wasn't doing a downfield block. I think I think they're going to be better at receiver. There, I said it. I just think they're going to – it may not be one star player, but I think as a group they'll be more impactful. I agree because you know what you're getting at running back for the mm-hmm. most part. You know what you're getting and – the amount of improvement that you can do from Deuce Vaughn, you know, if there is improvement, you're either staying the same, getting either a little bit worse or a little bit better. There's not as much, you know, deviation from what your standard of success is there. Wide receiver, though, there was so much they could improve on. And I think that what we're seeing, you know, Keenan, Keenan Johnson coming in, RJ Garcia is looking pretty good. You know, there's a bunch of guys in that room that maybe didn't get the respect or the passes thrown to them like they would, like they're going to this season. So I think that just the upside on the receivers um, in that receivers room is really what I think is going to be the improvement on this offense for this year. All three of us can't agree, right? No, we can. So agree. I have to pick running backs for that reason. I'm sorry, but I mean, DJ Giddens really did step up through the last half of last season. So pair him with Ward. The the thing, like, I agree that the ceiling is high with the receivers, but the floor, I think, is still relatively low because Garcia, he's a guy that did come along, but how many catches did he have last year? Like 10? He still has to prove himself. Jaden, you know, Jackson, can he rise his ceiling? Sure, but he still has to prove that. So until we see it, I'll say running backs here just because of, like you said, Zach, you, you kind of said it yourself. We know what we're getting. It's a safe option to know that they're going to get you 100 yards on the ground between the two guys each game. And I know this question is solely about the the running backs and receivers, not about the passing game itself. But, you know, I'll be curious what they do or don't do with Ward um, in the screen game and stuff like that. I would totally agree. I'm I'm excited to see how much of a weapon he is in the passing game. Um, And that's something we saw Giddens make a hell of a catch late in the year. Was it the Big 12 Championship? When was that? I can't remember. I think so. Went along the boundary and went up mm-hmm. and grabbed the ball. So I think that's another guy that still has plenty of room to improve, and I think we'll see that happen. Well, the staff has a decision to make, right? Like, do we want to keep the same sort of offense with Deuce Vaughn as that superstar, or do we want to share the love a lot more and, and get these receivers involved? Yep. I would agree. I hope, they, I hope they share the love because that's what I'm about, Ryan Gilbert, sharing the love. 
next. Yeah, go I don't. Ahead. I don't. Let, don't, let that pause. don't let that. Don't let that. Let's move on. From exhausted nihilist, I'd like to hear the staff's expectations for 23-24 K State women's basketball. Seems to me like the best roster in years is returning. Agree. Totally agree. You got two potential All-Americans, two potential first team All Big Twelve, and I would say that even if they only picked five members of the All Team, All Big Twelve team, women's basketball picks ten members of the first team. Hmm. I, I wasn't aware of that. I did. Me neither. It's stupid. Anyhow, two um, teams they can play each other. Yeah, it's. I'm excited about it. This is going to be a great opportunity for Coach Smitty to really kind of energize his program, have a big year. He needs to translate this into something important. You know what I mean? He needs to really kind of hit it out of the park here and get it done. I mean, this team beat Iowa, the national runner-up, the player of the year, without K-State's best player, Naoka Lee. So, you know, this. I think the talent is there on this team. You bring back Yoki for next year, who, by the way, scored the most points in a game in history last season that she was here. So I, I think that the talent is there and I think that this could be the best, you know, the best group of K State women's basketball players in twenty years. Can you believe that we're saying it's been twenty years? That's since crazy. those amazing teams in the early two thousands? That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh my god. I want to backtrack. Yeah, go ahead. So I like that they have two essentially two first teams. Because with one, you have the first team in men's. It's like, okay, who are they going up against, right? Like the NFL, you have your Pro Bowl. I know it's not really a thing anymore, but the MLB, you have the All-Star game. Like these two teams go up against each other, and we have one winner. We could have one truly all-Big 12 team if you had two teams to play each other, right? I kind of like the women's way of doing it. You would. You would. (laughs) You just would, wouldn't you? It's all about the women to you. If they aren't playing an actual all-star game, no, yeah. no, yeah. Don't I, get, do I it. get it. I like that. No, the big the Big Twelve had six uh, first teamers this year. Or am I tripping? I don't think they. What six. for men? Yeah, there's a sixth man of the year. No, I, I swear right? there were six. some. Some years they will get a tie for the first okay, spot. But a, okay. I don't think that happened this year. Okay, ignore me. Right. I, I, I try to quite often. I agree with you guys on women's though. Okay. Okay. Last question of the first half. This one's flying by from Powercat Orion. Is there an academic year in K-State history with as much momentum as the 23-24 seasons will have? Football, men's basketball, and women's basketball should all be postseason teams and are competing for championships. Do you guys see Joel Lenardi put K-State on the first four out in his most recent bracketology for next year? I don't understand Joel Lenardi at all. I don't. What? What? I mean, like right now with K State's roster, I can see that, but they're doing some work in the portal, man. Yeah, it's just that was just weird. I mean, yeah, they're they're not even into the portal yet, all the way. It's, yeah, it's just, they were one of the eight best teams in the country this year, right? And they return, you know, some enough. I don't know. That's again, it just gets I don't back think to my Le- theory I don't think about puts any thought into these. Picks. Oh, he's listening right now. You know, he's listening to this. He literally doesn't put any thought into it. There's no logic. It's all for clicks. It's for us to make little stories about. We like it because it's content. That's about it. Wow. Just burst my bubble. I thought he did his homework. I thought he was all over this stuff. Yeah. He just picks names out of a hat, basically. (laughs) 
What? He's probably got Kentucky as a one seed or something. I, I was going to ne- name my next dog Lenardi. I guess not now. You can't. It has to start with D. Donardi. Donardi? Delonardi. Delonardi. It's the, you know, it's it's the dog version of Joe Lenardi, but it's got a little Italian in there. Italian. Delonardi. Delonardi. We have a question to answer, Fitz. What was the question? <laughs> has there been momentum for three teams like there has It's really the cool. It really is cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I think coming out of 10 years ago would have been very similar with three Big 12 titles. Yeah, with baseball. But this, yeah, this is about women's basketball for the but question, not no. baseball. Yeah, I, I'll just say I think that everyone is long-term optimistic about football and men's basketball because of the coaches. They feel like they've got a system. They know what they want. They know what they're going to do. And even in years where they have to rebuild, they're going to be fine. And that, you know, that'll be reinforced this offseason or this football season if Chris Kleiman delivers a a solid season, a good season, you know, a top three finish in the conference. They want to go back to the Big 12 title game. If they get back there and they win it, I mean, who's going to doubt him after that? So um, I think we're all. All bought in on Jerome Tang. I mean, I'm now eagerly awaiting his latest edition of Hang with Tang. They had the couch on campus today. Looked like the president sat down with him. It looked like football players. Will there's, Howard, yep. There's social media of him hugging Will Howard. <laughs> Is Will Howard switching to basketball? Tune in to GoPowerCat.com to find out. Jolin already has that scoop, actually, already. Well, Good for you. Well, you guys, I wasn't here. I was still in high school back when K-State had the triple crown but it was bruce weber's first year i know things didn't work out in manhattan but there had to be a buzz after winning the conference in year one or am i wrong you know what and uh, and people have pointed this out um on our message board it all lost so much value when you lose in the first round of the tournament sure i mean winning conference titles in football is significant and it's not necessarily less significant in basketball, but it does get overshadowed by the NCAA tournament. Your value is rated on that. You don't have to win a conference championship to be NCAA champions. So, I mean, it's just a whole different kind of thing. And and every time they seem to step forward, look like maybe they were going to be good, you know, for the next season, they'd lose the NCAA tournament and kind of lose all their momentum. It was just horrible. If the Sugar Bowl was a college football playoff game, would that have put a damper on the Big 12 championship? If the same result happened, that same game, yeah, the bit. same score, do you think that puts a damper on the Big 12 championship? Do you think anyone at TCU minds that they didn't win the Big 12, but they did go to the national championship game? Probably, probably not. But they, they won their semifinal. I mean... Let's pretend like K-State was a semifinal game. I think that it might put a little bit of a damper on that Big 12 championship. But, you know, yes, TCU lost the Big 12 championship, but they also won the Fiesta Bowl. So I'd say it's almost even in in a sense there. Yeah, they got absolutely stomped in the national championship game, which sucks. And that's what people are going to remember most. Like they lost the Big 12 championship. They won their semifinal game, whatever. But I think people are going to take away from this season the most, them getting just crushed in the championship game. 
who, who knows? We'll see. But like, I feel like right now that's what yeah. the takeaway will be from this year's TCU I mean, squad. It feels like there's a lot of momentum, not just in these three sports, but you know, baseball seems okay at times, but you have a brand new volleyball arena with a brand new coach. You know, there's, there's other things around this athletic department that are buzzing right now. And I think that, you know, it's, it's a great time for momentum and success for K-State. Yeah, Jerome Tang's waited his whole life for this opportunity, right? Bruce Weber was, I mean, recycled coach. Is that a fair word to say? Mm-hmm. Bill Snyder was 104 years old, you know, when they won that's, the Big 12, unfair. right? He was over 100. Okay, 120. But Chris Kleiman's young. So looking ahead at the future, you know, it's. I think it's different. It's better right now than it was in 2012-13. Okay, I agree. That's it for the first half of the PowerCat podcast. I think I did okay. I kind of lost my way a few times. I don't have time for a nap during this break, but I'll be back on the other side with these two guys who are going to have to do a better job of carrying the show. That's just the bottom line here. They got to do better. I'm fine. I'm doing great. GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat podcast continues after this short break. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to the Power Cat Podcast. Now, let's return to the GPC Studios. Welcome back to the PowerCat Questions Podcast. Never done it that way. Probably never will again. Didn't Don't do that ever no, again. Didn't quite work. Tim Fitzgerald, Zach Carlson, Ryan Gills, Gilbert right here in the GPC studio, which is a fancy way of saying my basement. My, we're in my basement with two dogs. One's licking a lot. The other looks stoned. Could you imagine if your basement was sponsored? Like, I don't like how we used to have a sponsored studio. Yeah. Maybe I can get AT&T Fiber to sponsor. Brought to you by AT&T Fiber. That's all we got on the west side of town. That's a nice ad for me. Actually, they hooked me up. They took care of me. I got fiber running right into the house. They're going to say running right into your you-know-what. We made good time in the first half. Why stop there? We're sponsored by the Fridge. You know what you can do at the fridge? You can get in and out of there very quickly because it's a well-organized store. they got a great helpful staff. They have multiple checkout lanes. And you can get your party going quicker than probably with any other liquor store. Stop into the fridge and in honor of the fridge, we're going to go too. Here we go. Your questions from Wabash Station. Gills. What? I thought we were going to go to the fridge. I will do that later. Okay. Sounds good. First question from Eric Schneid. What's on top of your wish list for K-State Athletics? Oh, like overall? 
I just That's all she wrote. I want a national championship. One natty. One Any natty. sport. Anything. Crop judging. Team sport. Crop judging. It's, An uh, NCAA sport. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not uh, fishing, not rodeo, not crop judging, not fishing. Did I say fishing? I, I don't um, know. Look, I don't I'm going to be very honest. I find the crop judging and meat judging teams at Kansas State both dominant and quite filled with judgment. And I don't like to judge others the way they judge everything they do. They ain't played nobody, Paul. <laughs> I, I think we need to emphasize the the deep-seated rivalry that exists between the meat judging teams at Kansas State and Texas Tech. We need to honor that. I just won a national championship in, in uh, a sport involving a ball. I have no idea what that was. <laughs> There was just a bang upstairs, and we're the only ones in the house. Your window's open, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. It sounded like a bird hit a window or something. Yeah. Okay. I'm surprised Daphne didn't bark. No, she she only barks at stuff that uh, isn't important. That was kind of important. I don't know what mm. that was. Something blowing over. But, yeah, um, I my preference would be football, but I'll take men's basketball and everything else is kind of equal. Although I'm kind of. Partial to volleyball since that was my sport. We got a long ways to go at Kansas State to get to that level, but I think it's possible with the commitment of a stadium, not not a metal building that contains a volleyball arena, an actual arena. Just give me a natty. You're going to roll your eyes, but what? winning a golf national championship would be <sighs> incredible because it's match play. You get five guys, five matches. It's on the Golf Channel. It's like watching the Ryder Cup. It's like watching the Sunday pairing. I'll give you this. I find match play more entertaining as a viewer than just regular stroke play, unless it's a really good back and forth, two, three, four guys just going at it. Yeah. But match play, just because every hole resets. You've got more drama. Well, the, still, the score is well, still I know, score, but. Yeah. But you don't go into – I get what you're saying. But, yeah, I mean, you start off with an opportunity at the next hole to beat them. And then, you know, even if you've lost three in a row, you've got ground to make up. I'm making no sense. I need a nap. What do you want from this? Uh, my wish list, I want – I don't care who it is. I want somebody's name to be in the rafters soon with basketball. Yours? Mine? I'm committing soon, guys. I'm committing soon. We will have you committed, yes. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to lie. I – why did I think that Dream didn't know who you were? I think Dream was like pissed off, genuinely. <laughs> Literally. I don't well, know if you didn't read the whole tweet. Did you see my tweet? Uh, and then I Cole quote tweeted it, and then Reem was like, Well, so I was at the rec the other day. Yeah. I tweeted and said that there was breaking news that Ryan Gilbert was about to commit to K State. Even though he got cut from his high school team, he graduated two years ago. Sources are saying he's going to be a starter next year. And Cole. You remember Dream's tweet about the one guy that was, yeah, 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 yeah. and then so we brought that up, and then Dream retweeted Cole's tweet, and I think Dream like took it seriously and is <laughs> pissed at Ryan Gilbert for faking his his K State. I'm using K State to to boost my NIL. NIL is what I'm doing. Do you got an NIL? Yeah, I'm not supposed to talk about it, but I do. Okay, yeah, that's an NDA. No more questions regarding that. <laughs> this is all so confusing. Uh, I have a NASA. Can I add one yeah, though? Um, no more in and out reentry and uh, sell beer. Oh, I like it. 
I like it. Yeah, Gene Taylor addressed that. He did that address that. Latest, uh, he didn't, did he address it or did he punt it? He again? punted. Mm-hmm. He punted. He's not going to. Like, look, I'm okay. You wanted a rant. You wanted me wound up. The tweaker just kicked <laughs> Look, all of you fuddy duddies that don't want the general public to have beer sales so you can stumble back to your car for free booze because you get a park in the front lot. And, you know, you you just it's like you don't care about the little people. Why do you hate the little people? All of you that have the primary parking up by the stadium, the little people want their fun, too. Just don't have reentry and sell beer in the stadium. Let's be adults here. Let's be adults. It's the only place in the world you can't do it at a Chiefs game. Can you? I don't think so. Leave, no. Leave. NFL, no. Yeah. No. Can, no. Nope. I don't think there's any professional. You can't do it at a concert. This isn't Country Stampede where between acts you go to the trunk and, and pull out the vodka and Gatorade and get hammered. I'm not saying I ever did that. I did. But it's not the same thing. You go to the game. The game takes place. You leave the game at the end. Quit leaving game in the middle. No leave game. (laughs) No leave game. Buy your beer inside. I think it's interesting that on the most recent Ask the AD, he said that it's they do the fan survey after every season. It's almost a 50-50 split between people that want beer sold in the stadiums or pass outs. Which which makes it obvious what fifty percent wants the pass outs because that's winning. Yeah, that I mean, fifty fifty means someone gets but to I, win. I want to know it's the money people. Well, I want to see who's taking these surveys and where's their parking spot and put that on a map. Right. I want to see just you know, put red for pass outs, blue for in the stadium or whatever. I'm sorry if it KU collects for goodness the, gracious for this this dots, but put all these dots on a map and let's see what it looks like. Because I'm curious. Because at a certain point, if you stop the pass outs, the people that are close and park close, they're not going to care if you sell beer or not in the stadium, and they're not going to want to need. They're not going to need to park that close to the stadium either. So I feel like it's more about people protecting their value of their parking spots, which is dumb. It's dumb. Just let's just do this right. Can I change my answer? No. Okay. Next question. Go ahead. Oh, I don't want to hear it. I, I on my wish list, I want to be named part of Jerome Ting's coaching staff. You do. Between my help with the starting lineup and giving Marquise Noel <laughs> his proper motivation this offseason, I truly deserve to be a part of the staff. I don't think we've ever put out the Marquise thing. I think we have. I think we've talked about it. No, I don't think we've tweeted it or talked about it. It was on a press conference, though, so people... No, I cut, no, I cut it off at the end. It was like at oh, the really? very end. Yeah, I didn't publish it. <clears throat> no, that clip was just... I we, cut it we off. We buried it. <laughs> we buried it. <laughs> we are the media. We control what goes out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd add you to the coaching staff. It's not like they have a shortage of people on the coaching staff. <laughs> they just add one more chair. Good. What was K-State's record with your starting lineup? They lost. Well, Desi Sills didn't play in the West Virginia right. game. They only so, lost twice, right? Yeah. TCU game in the Big 12 tournament and then Elite Eight. God dang, you're the I'm secret smart. weapon. Yeah. Read the next question. From Curtis Hawley? I've never seen this one. Second post, but welcome. I think he had a ton of m- months. So. Okay. Welcome, Curtis. Welcome. We love Curtis. We love him. For those of us without an unlimited budget, 
What is the most effective way to spend money to help K-State athletics, mostly football and men's basketball? Buying season tickets to games, spending more at concessions, giving to NIL, giving to the Ahern Fund. Wow. So this is limited funds? Yes. It's like he used it like a double negative. So this is a K-State fan with limited funds. What's the best way to spend your money? Give it to the athletic department. Give it to the Ahern Fund. Yeah, because then you get points. You get preferred seating, ticketing, that type of thing. But if um, you want to see this team win NIL. Well, yeah, but uh, it, again, if, if you're, you're only in it for yourself, go Ahern Fund. You get better, all that stuff, like you mentioned. But no, I mean, that's not true either. I mean, the Ahern Fund pays for a lot of scholarships, and that's what it is. And it, they now have the fund that helps um, pay coaches, too, within the Ahern Fund. So, I mean, there's a couple ways to do it. Honestly, the NIL money mostly needs to come from the big donors. Look, yeah, I understand yeah, why sure, Gene Taylor's sure. a little bit hesitant about coming out and embracing the NIL. He doesn't want to give the impression, I don't need your money, give it to the NIL. Because this department operates above the board. I mean, it, it, it makes a profit every year just enough. I mean, they're very fiscally responsible. Any dip in those incoming donations could greatly impact their ability to do what they do. They're not going to take a loss. They're going to make cuts. So I get why he's hesitant, but I also think people are are wise enough to know that, um, particularly if you're a significant donor, that I'm not going to give up my status with the university and cut that. I'm just going to give more money to the NIL. No, everyone wants that status. They want that parking spot so they can go out and drink at halftime. It all ties together. You see, this is how you become a conspiracy theorist. Oh, you see that? That dot connected to that one perfectly. Hmm. See, the diff- what I see here is if you want the most bang for your buck, spend it with the athletic department. But it's like the athletic department is like a market index fund. Okay. You put your money into that, and then if you're giving money to NIL, that's like picking individual stocks. You're just throwing money at different players, hoping that they pan yeah. out and win you national championships. Actually, the, the real answer is do whatever you feel like offers you the best way to impact K-State sports. If you feel like just my little self – Throwing money in the earn fund will be just kind of lost in the mix. I'll get some points. Yeah, and you know, my, maybe help me out my tickets and seating. Okay, a little bit, but probably not enough to move the needle. Well, if I give the NIL, maybe maybe they go get the next Keontae. They get, were able to get him, and that that guy takes him to the Final Four. So I get it. Um, I I think they're both really noble. I mean, I, I have no problem telling someone to give to either one of them. I think you should be giving to me. Just you know, that's what I was going to say. I'm, I'm like the NIL. Subscribe I'm just the TIM. I'm subscribed to go PowerCast. TIM. Give to the TIM. <laughs> yes. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to go PowerCast. Tim in money. Mm, I like it. <laughs> Next question from Joe Katz. I know that being part of the SEC or Big Ten would provide much more <clears throat> provide much more money, but is it possible that the new Big Twelve could be an easier path to a national championship in either football or basketball, specifically for K State, uh, than the aforementioned conferences? Uh, I agree. Not just for K State. I think it's true. I think Texas A and M might have been good enough um, to survive the Big Twelve and get into 
the playoff at some point if they hadn't left. But instead, they're in the SEC West where it was absolutely loaded for years. Look, I'm not going to even accept that in 10 years the money will be that out of proportion. I think the stuff Brett Yormark's working on will balance that out. Let's be honest here. It never made any sense to any of us that basketball had such a limited amount of value to these TV media deals when we look at what's being paid to air the NCAA tournament. It didn't, it never made sense to me. And now he's exposed that as a, a grift. They've been cheating the conferences and nobody has more basketball value than the big 12. And if we get to paying for value for value, uh, the big 12 is going to close the gap, maybe not all the way, but enough to be competitive. We're done. That's it. I just shut the door. Zachary that has I, nothing on I this just, subject. I, uh, yeah, I think what you said is correct. That's an accurate. What is it? An accurate assessment of events. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you would just, never want to go description to the of events. Stupid. No, I, I think I think there's so much ego involved, and um, well, sure, there's oh, more money, but if you want to win, the hell are you doing? Yeah, I mean, it's not like I think winning the Big Twelve is easy. Certainly not in basketball, but. Winning the SEC is pretty much reserved for two programs. It takes, you know, an aberration like LSU having a special year. Tennessee might have been on line to have that, and it came derailed with injuries. But, that, I mean, it's an Alabama-Georgia conference. They want to brag about how good they are. Well, you're good with two schools. They're really good. They they are the most dominant football programs in the country. Yay. I think the Big Ten's a little closer to the Big Twelve in football, though. I totally I think agree. I think you can put a a K State, an Oklahoma State, a well, TCU, Michigan, TCU. Yeah, you can oh. put any of those teams in the Big Ten, especially the Nebraska division of the Big Ten, and make it to the championship game. I heard easily. over and over how TCU get pushed around by a Big Ten team, and that didn't happen. Didn't happen all that it happened in the championship, but it didn't happen in that game. Hmm. Well, that was one of the two elite schools. Right. Yeah, in the championship game. Yep, and boy, they were good that day. Wow. Oh. All right, last question. Fitz, mm-hmm. you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darren Sproul, super fan, wants to know: At this point, isn't the Pac-12 proving they are unwanted? Isn't the CW where mediocre shows go to die? Okay, so I was getting ready to record a daily delivery the other day about how I've decided the CW is a good play. I mean, given that they don't have ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, any of those coming to the at least the CW one has a nationwide structure of linear platform. It it does, they're in every major market. Maybe not as much on the West Coast as the East Coast, but um, yeah. So I, I'm I was intrigued by that. Also, they have a new owner who may literally rebrand the CW to get away from exactly what we've been joking about. I mean, you're not going to have Superman, Lois, and Silent George. You're not going to have that spinoff series. They're going to rebrand. What they've been doing, it's kind of funny. They've never changed their what they do, kind of teen programming, superhero programming, but aimed at younger audiences. Um, they've never changed that, and they just always suck. You know, they're just never great. So I thought it was might be a good play for them. And then we find out not only has the CW dropped negotiations long ago, they were never offering nationwide linear coverage. They were going to put it on in selected markets, mostly out west. I don't understand that at all. So 
I, I think the Pac-12 is just caught in this death spiral, and they just find a way to keep stalling the inevitable. Nobody's going to step forward to save your ass. And it'll be great, great irony if the first ones to realize this is a load of crap is Colorado when they come back. Because that's what it sounds like as of now. It sounds like Colorado is about ready to jump. Just say, this is ridiculous. You keep moving the date back because you don't have anything. If you had something, you would tell us. They have $90 million guaranteed from ESPN. 90. Now, I don't know if that's for 10 or 12, but at best it's $9 million a school. So that doesn't even get you a third of the way to closing the gap. And there's no indication Apple and Amazon are serious about this. Apple's getting their clock clean by the MLS deal. Apparently, people aren't signing up for the bonus coverage, which I find surprising. If you're into soccer, you think you would. But I didn't sign up for it. Yeah. So I, I just don't see either one of those entities diving into an unknown product like the Pac-12 that, um, when I say unknown, they are known. That's why nobody wants to bid on it. The cultural differences between what West Coast viewers want and what Midwest or Southern viewers want is so radically different. They don't sit around and watch college football all day. We do. It's just not part of their culture. It's nicer weather. So what? That's the truth. You go outside and have fun. That's your culture. Then why do you expect to be on the same page financially with everyone else when your fans aren't as committed and the numbers are all there? It's just, it's going to happen. It's just sad to watch. It, it just proves that just because you're the leaders of higher education doesn't mean you're smart because this leadership they have out there is being totally bamboozled by their commissioner, who's now in save his own ass mode, period. I think it's funny that the CW's brought up, and they are being paid by Live to right. hire their golf. Yeah, they, they delved into I didn't realize this first. They delved into golf. They're doing some. Yeah, they're being oh. paid to air it. They, no, literally no one, it's, it's hilarious, literally no one wants to air the Pac-12, and literally nobody wants to air Live. Right. So Live bought the airspace on CW. Well, what's a better product, Live or Pac-12 football? I don't know. The other golfer is live bad. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, if you're looking at the number of guys that went from the PGA to live, and if you're comparing that to the Pac-12, it'd be kind of like USC and uh, UCLA going to the Big Ten, I guess. You're two big fish leaving. But those are like the biggest fish. Yeah. So maybe not exactly, but you can kind of make that comparison, I guess. But no, you you don't want to be on the CW. The Pac-12 leaderships are so unplugged from the realities of the marketplace, understanding what their product is and how how people perceive their product. They had convinced themselves they were going to get $40 million a school. There is literally no evidence of that being true unless there's some scam artist out there as a consultant selling them these ideas just so that he can get paid. And then he goes on Twitter, just hypothetically speaking, TJ, uh, just goes on Twitter and trashes everyone and blocks everyone who knows he's a liar. So it's, it's all very entertaining to me. It's also kind of sad because I, I got to tell you, uh, from watching the Pac-12 leadership, how their chancellors and presidents uh, interpret information and critically think 
don't send your kids to go to school there. If the president and chancellors can't critically think and understand facts and statistics and the marketplace and the public, you don't want to try to learn from them. There, I said it. You're academic snobs and you're idiots at the same time. Wrap your mind around it. Goes you got anything more to say? I agree. Thank you. That's it for the Pyrocat Questions podcast. We'll have an overtime uh, probably this weekend. I don't know when we're going to record it. We will. Got another edition of Fighting Ever Friday coming up. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but it's going to be a really um, hairy episode. Thank you for listening to the Power Cat Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Power Cat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.